Welcome to another episode of Trader Show. And today I've got a man, the myth, the legend, Dan Simmons, who's our head of performance at CJ Coaching. And today we're going to talk you through the top tips to get in best shape this summer and mistakes you need to not be making. So thank you very much for jumping on, Dan. No problem. So when it comes to people getting in shape in summer, you said obviously the sun is peeking through the clouds there in the UK and it's looking like a bright sunny day and people now suddenly start to want to get in shape. Uh, I think there's like a few big mistakes people tend to make when they start trying to pull the trigger with looking to get in shape for summer. And I think you'll probably agree. Number one is probably too, trying to be too aggressive out the gate, like yeah. trying to push, let's do everything. Let's do cardio every day. Let's starve ourselves. Let's do weight training every day. Like, I think that's something you've seen over and over again. A hundred percent. I think that's the thing that we get most. Um, the, the question that gets most often by the clients is like, well, I can do a lot more why don't I do it now? Um, and obviously we use a very good approach to the way we want to do things. And if anything, I can say that I've actually been slowing people down even more so than over the last few years because we get better results because of it. But yeah, it's so easy enough to say, right, let's get rid of all the junk food in the house. Let's go and do a shopping and let's buy 200 pounds of food that I've never eaten before, but it looks healthy. Um, I don't know if I like it. I don't know how to cook it. And then the first thing that happens is that it all goes out of date. No one actually uses the food um, and you don't know how, where you're going in the first place. So, you know, us as a team, we like to, um, and me personally, I like to take things step by step and get one thing dialed in at a time because then everything sort of starts to fall into place. And if you can't dial one thing in at one time, how the hell are you going to try and dial in two, three, four things in at one time? Um, but I think we live in a world and a society where everything is of excess and, um, you know, a CJ coaching staple terminology is better is better not more is better because often enough people just think that more is better but it's not we're gonna to have to get that printed on some t-shirts at some point because i quite like that not more is better but that's what happens is people think well i've seen such and such do loads of cardio i've seen them eat this you know this food um i don't you know I need, first of all it's like i need to eat no food and it's like well you're just setting yourself up for a disaster there because there's going to become a point where you're going to become super hungry so what are you going to do you're going to go binge on food so we do often get an asked so many times that i'm eating a lot more food than what i used to so yeah well are you gaining progress are you looking better in the mirror week in week out yeah so what's the problem then and i think it's one of those things social media is the devil at the same time where people get comparison syndrome so like stupid things i've seen like people see like chris bumstead who's like classic mm-hmm. mr olympia like oh he eats like two thousand calories a week out from the olympia that's what i need to eat it's like yeah. you're not chris bumstead and also the context the situation he's a week out from trying to be like four percent body fat which is a different conversation exactly i think the biggest problem we've got these days is that social media is fantastic and it's an incredible platform given that you follow the right people but often enough it's led us into a society where we compare ourselves to others immediately and we're automatically thinking well they got their results in eight weeks i'm going to and that's really not the case because if you're coming from a high level body fat we don't know how much muscle we've got underneath like we cannot tell so often enough when you sort of lose sort of five six seven kilos and you think well i'm not i'm nowhere near there yet well yeah because it's a journey and this is what i explain to everyone is that everyone has a transformation in them Okay. Everyone can transform, but what you look like and how long it'll take you is the unknown at the moment. But the one thing that we can do is be consistent with it and enjoy the process along the way with not restricting ourselves too much. 100%. And that's one of the things we talk about a lot. It's like if something's not sustainable, it's not attainable long term because if you don't actually enjoy it, then it's 
a diet, it's not a lifestyle, and then it's just not you're not going to be able to maintain it for a long period. Of time. I've done it before. Listen, I've done it before. I've, I've tr- between us, we've tried everything. You know, um, there's no secret there. It just doesn't work. It really, just doesn't work. But it's also a super nice opportunity as the sun is coming out in the UK and wherever you are in the world, besides Australia, probably where the seasons are changing. But it's a nice opportunity because when the sun comes out, people are happier. You know, there's more. You know, it's in the air. Everyone's just getting a bit more spring-like and things like that. And it encourages people to do more. You know, in the winter, the last thing you want to do is go and do cardio or train or try and eat healthier food or better food choices, for example. When it comes to a bit of summer, it kind of all just falls into place, but it's a perfect opportunity for people to do it. I agree 100%. 100%. I think in, when you, that's an interesting one. So in terms of when we talk about like cardio for a start point, how would you look to add cardio in for a client? So for me personally, I wouldn't introduce any cardio at the moment. I would just give them the task of walking and I would give them a step count. And there isn't 10,000 isn't a magic number. But for me, 10,000 is enough where you have to consciously think about getting them steps in. So basically all I'm asking the client is, and all I'm asking someone to do is, can you commit to just doing a little bit more each day? Because I can't set you cardio tasks if you can't do the basics. And the basics being just move your butt a little bit more around the house or leave the house, walk up to the end of the road and back to make that 8,000, 10,000. If you can't do the basic tasks, I can't give you any more. So you're, you're always staying in one place. We, I can't ever progress you unless you can prove to me that you can do certain things. And I know it's a bit of a, you know, people can see it as a bit of a harsh approach, but that's what I'm asking for someone. And ultimately we want to work with people that want to get transformations and we will get you the transformation, the best one ever. And I believe we are the best in the business because of our approach. And we won't bullshit people. We'll tell people exactly how it is. But if you can't do the basic task of improving your step count, where are we going to go from there? Uh, I think that's what people need to understand. That there's layers to things. And that's why the foundations are the most important thing to build first. And that's why we always have like a four-phase approach in terms of the way we work yeah. with people, like a priming phase, fat loss phase, reverse diet, performance phase. Because if you can't, like, if you can't stick to just being able to walk around a little bit, trying to add in a really complicated cardiovascular routine is probably not going to work. It's never going to happen. But also it's key to remember that, yes, we do use a phase approach for ourselves. But then phases have no time frame. Someone could be in a phase forever and they're happy being that. Some people could be in a phase, one phase for you know, two weeks, three weeks, etc. Depending on where you're starting from. But 100%, if someone's not following it, we can't ever progress it. We need to be following the program following what we suggest then progressing but then advancing things there is i'll give someone a step count if progress is not as quick i'd I'd often increase the steps then i'd often look for to add in a cardio session and guess what adding in them extra steps adding in that cardio session might be enough for someone for eight weeks before we have to change anything it's not a weekly occurrence where we need to say right let's go harder 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 because in six weeks you're going to be like what the hell like i'm doing so much like if it's not broken don't fix it when things start to slow, and this is why we have a very, very awesome check-in process where we take so many measurements and metrics from clients, is that we can analyse things. And we know when things are starting to slow down and we can make adjustments where needed. And I think that's one of the things that's really important is people understanding that you don't have to make changes every week. Because I said this yesterday, the new client who started with me, I was like, who's doing a photo shoot in uh, the summer? And she's going to look insane. And I was literally like, Ideally, we speak once at the beginning of the program. I set you up. You check in every week. We change nothing. You get in sick shape. You do as little as possible. I do as little as possible. This is very efficient. Big win for everyone. 
that's the ideal situation like that there's no we don't have to make any changes everything just works perfectly obviously the human body doesn't really work like that so and and that, and that's why we can never say okay it's going to be three weeks of doing this five weeks of doing this because even if the human body was like automated and you knew what's going to happen the human psychology isn't in terms of you as an individual so your adherent lifestyle factors sleep stress yeah. all that sort of stuff all has an effect effect and we can't pre-program what's going to happen in that respect 100 percent. it's um yeah like that should be the approach that you use is very similar like i say to someone look it's going to be the same for probably four or five weeks because I'm, I want to know if you can follow something, if you can follow basic instructions. And sometimes that's challenging to people. And they're like, dude, I didn't realize how tough this would be just to uh, not reach to the cupboard and just get what I want whenever I want. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Like, but you'll learn. And that's why we don't give you too many things to do at once because you're trying to battle reaching to the cupboard and you're trying to battle getting your steps in and you know, looking after your kids and things like that. So every person would be very much depending on someone's initial feedback they give me when they sign up to a plan will determine how aggressive or how much, how many tasks I'm going to give them. Because if someone's got a really heavy workload, you can still get awesome results, but your approach might be slightly different. And you could be looking for a little bit less to try and bring the stress down because we all know that stress is inflammation. The body doesn't like inflammation. So if we can keep that body sort of calm, then that's going to be better for the body. And I think it's one of those things to look at in terms of like how everyone maybe needs a different approach depending on their lifestyle. Like if someone could do two weight training workouts a week and keep a vague structure of the nutrition, they could get sick results. Yeah. Like it is that simple. Exactly. Um, I can honestly say that I don't know many people that can stick to two weight training sessions a day. I think there becomes a point where you just destroy yourselves. Uh, a, w- a week, sorry, not a day. Oh, sorry, sorry, two, sorry. What you meant a day? Yeah, a week, literally. Yeah. You, yeah, you could do one to two sessions per week. Get your nutrition dialed in because there's no secret, guys, that fat loss is all nutrition. Like, yeah, if you trained Wednesday, Saturday, you could do an upper body, lower body, or you do two full body sessions, and then you had your nutrition on track. I've, I've seen it work. Good, I, yeah, I have seen it work with my own eyes. But that's what it is, and this is what the thing that people get mistaken with. And it's not a problem because people are beginners and that's absolutely fine. And we love working with beginners. If anything, they are sometimes the better clients because we can teach them everything from brand new. They haven't got any bad habits or anything like that, but it's dialing in the basics first and remembering to remind them that the nutrition is what's going to get you to fat loss. The training is what's going to make you look good. So we need to combine the pair of them. 100%. Now, next up from that, talking about nutrition, I think one of the things that's really important, people often ask for the magic ratio of macros, calories, and all this other bullshit. And like, there is no magic formula because as we were sort of saying earlier, every person is different. And I know I said this on one of our client calls before, it's like all, all the clinical studies in terms of macros, what's the best thing for building muscle, best thing for building fat. Like the, the, none of them are really accurate for you because you weren't the person in the study and you're different than everyone else. And also the way your genes express certain things are going to be different than other people where you're psychologically wired is different than other people. So I think it's very important for you to understand that there is no magic formula. And I would also say that secondly, from our point of view, from coaching aspect, what we're doing is we're giving you a, an educated guess in terms of what we think will work yeah. best. And then we will adjust and course correct based upon your progress and feedback from you. And this is one of the reasons why it's so important to have a coach because 
when people start a quote-unquote fat loss journey or whatever bullshit you want to call it people then they'll start a diet they might get pros really quickly first week hit a wall get frustrated and then completely give up and that's the importance of having someone like me dan and one of the other guys girls and the teams come in to offer you support and guidance to make small tweak and it's even i met with uh, one of my clients here at Hachinda the other day in, in toronto and he was saying exactly the same thing he was getting frustrated and i made a couple of small tweaks and his fat loss just accelerated and went through the wall went through the roof and that's what it takes sometimes is just like a little bit of fine tuning and you always take the handbrake off and then progress happens. And that's something you've seen time and time again, Dan. All the time. I mean, look, we live in a world where online coaching is the norm now. I think it's the best thing that's ever happened to the fitness industry because instead of being in a gym and you only have access to them personal trainers, which generally know nothing, um, that's another story on its own because people teach bad form on a daily basis now. Because they're uneducated and they don't know how to show good form. That's what the problem is. They can't execute it themselves. And they also can't think logically. So like, I still get people arguing with me. I had, uh, this is really brand side tangent. So you might have seen I put a video up about doing a walking lunge the other day about like collapsing into it. <laughs> I had some, I couldn't even be asked to rise to it. I had some like two bit physio comment being like, where's your clinical studies on this? And I, was like, I felt like replying is like, do you really think it's a good idea someone collapses into a lunge, not using any muscle tissue and smashes their knee into the floor? Like, you I don't need a cl- clinical study to like prove this. It's fairly logical when you understand how the body works. Yeah, but this is someone that's been taught something and they're so one-sided. Like, mm. I'm, should I say, wise enough to accept everyone's knowledge around me. And if I think something's better, I'll take snippets from a physio, a chiropractor, a back specialist, my own knowledge, and I'll mix it all together. I'm not just one-sided, you know. I work alongside a physio, which I get my own treatment with. And he, he's quite logistical with the way things work. And he knows that I'm not going to not train, even though rest is best. He knows I'm not going to. But I also believe that movement when recovering is also super important. Because if you try and recover for too long, your muscles are just going to get tight and shorten. And then all of a sudden, when you do stand up, you're going to have a whole world of another problem. But... Um, yeah, we were going to, we were talking about nutrition, but we went off topic on people not knowing what they're doing because yeah, hundred percent there is, we are full of people that don't know what they're talking about, um, and it is very very frustrating. But you were saying about having a coach to help them in their corner and to tweak things there and then. Online coaching is the best thing that's ever happened to the fitness industry because we can help people on a mass scale um, and manage them remotely. And if you don't follow the plan and you don't follow the program, you won't get the results. Simple as that. If you follow it and you communicate with us, it's the best thing ever. Because you're not getting approached in the gym, you're literally following a workout, following the nutrition plan that we've set you, and you've got someone in your pocket that you can ask questions to. Like, how good is that? And also, you can dance your own tune in terms of schedule. You're not trying to have the liaise of someone, a bit like, oh, I need to be at the gym at five o'clock to see my trainer, or I like, have to rearrange things or anything like that. You can do whatever you want, go whenever you want, and be your own master in that respect. 100%. And it, it gives because we deal with lots of different clients from lots of, lots of different places in the world, it's funny because people get progress at different rates depending on where they are in the world because what they're surrounded by, the, the temperature, the, the sun, you know, the weather and things like that. So it's quite good because it almost gives us more tools in our arsenal because we can say, that's happened to someone. I wonder if we tweak this, that will work for someone else as well. And all of a sudden you just get amazing results. And when we talk about nutrition for fat loss for the summer, what do you think are the big mistakes people make? Hmm following a fad diet for starters. 
I, you know, you'd read a local paper and it'd be like, do this diet where you restrict a completely, you know, you restrict yourself of a macronutrient, whether it be carbs or fat, because people do both these days, or protein. I've heard of like a low protein diet, which is just ridiculous. And there's, an, again, we're going to blow the, you know, the mirrors off. The, every macronutrient is important. You need all of them. And if you think about it logistically, that you need protein to build your muscle, you need carbohydrates to fuel your body to work. If you want to work, on a daily basis, whether that be on a, a computer or, or a manual labor job, guess what? You need fuel. That's the carbs. And if a body function, your organs and things like that to function, you need fat. So you need all of them. It's the right balance and at the right time that we use different approaches with because that's what gets us the results. So what I would say for someone is to literally, in a nutshell, if someone was looking to start and they want to take one thing from this bit of information, I would say move your butt more, eat until you're 80% full, and drink four to five liters of water per day. That's it. Yeah, okay. uh, I would say, uh, yeah, and that will get that will get you going. Yeah, and and I think the next caveat for that, I think, is just talking about if, if your goal is is going to be fat loss for the summer, is focusing on the only way you can actually lose body fat is being in a calorie deficit. You cannot lose body fat if you're eating ten tons of avocado every day because avocado is really healthy and yeah avocado is a healthy fat isn't it yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like the people having like this avocado and toast or whatever like which is probably actually one of the most worst meals for breakfast because it's just fat and carbs and has no protein but like hypothetically yes that's healthy however that can be very high in calories so that's what people need to understand the difference between something being healthy and then if your goal is fat loss that might not necessarily be the best thing for you. hundred percent. It's um, calorie deficit. And often enough, I speak to people and they're like, yeah, I'm not eating much food. I just, I'm just not losing fat. I'm like, you're not in a deficit. Yeah, but I think I am. And then you dig a bit deeper and you realize that they're in a deficit for three days of the week and the rest of the week, they're not. And it's like, well, yeah, <laughs> you've got to be in a calorie deficit all week. Obviously we do prioritize some days. We do restrict food on certain days on rest days to allow for a bit more food on training days because you need more food in the training day um, and we also give all of our clients the option to have a free meal once a week that is dependent on their progress to be fair because i have been known to stop someone's free meal because it's hindering their progress and it, it was mucking them up mindset the next day was a sort of domino effect of continuing to eat rubbish so they had to knock it on the head for a while but it's for their best interest but yeah I, I i couldn't agree more it's just we're just living in a world where it's just full of rubbish knowledge basically so that's uh, nutrition pretty much covered. And I think we've talked about cardiovascular work. Now, in terms of talks, uh, when it talks about weight training, what would you suggest is the optimal format in that aspect for fat loss for getting shape in the summer? So me personally, I train three days on, one day off, two days on, one day off. So I train five days a week. And on my rest days, I generally do not a lot apart from just walk. I always make sure I get my steps in. Um, training wise, again, you know, I'm a big I'm a performance guy and I, I focus on intensity and things like that. You have got to go into the gym with intent to train. If you're going in the gym, picking up the dumbbells, like you're picking up a box of cereal on the shelf in the supermarket, it's not heavy enough. And I keep saying to clients as well, don't waste any sets. Okay. If you pick up the weights, dumbbell bicep curl, for example, basic movement doesn't feel heavy enough. Don't continue to keep doing it and just stand there looking around the gym, put them down, pick up something heavier. And what I always say to people is that I want everyone to lift as heavy as possible for the required reps whilst maintaining form. That's all I'm interested in. Maintain your form, maintain the reps, go heavy. Simple as that. And that is the approach that I would use for everyone. You don't, 
And often enough, we do like to see people progress in the gym week in, week out with the numbers. But during a fat loss phase, your strength can take a dip. So it's a tricky one because if you're a beginner, you're going to get newbie gains within regards to strength. So you could potentially lose body fat and get stronger at the same time. If someone's been like a seasoned, you know, if you're quite seasoned, you've been in the gym for sort of five, six years, there's going to be a position where your strength is going to dip. What I would say is don't worry about the weight for the, what, you're, what you can lift. Worry about the weight for that day. If 100 kilos on a bench press that day feels fine, no problem. If next week it's 80, that's fine also because the intensity is still the same. Yeah, and it's relevant to the situation. I think this is something important for people to understand. It's like, okay, if you normally train at, I don't know, say for example, lunchtime, and then you go and train in tomorrow for some reason at 5.30 a.m. and you're training fasted and you barely slept or you've traveled loads, yeah. so your performance is probably going to be off. Yeah. But like, you just have to understand this. It's very important for anyone listening to play almost like Professor Cluedo and think back, okay, why am I weaker today? Why am I more tired today? Why might I be more hungry today? Bloody, bloody blah, blah, blah. So like in talking about what being more hungry, one of the big signals for me being really hungry is if I haven't eaten enough fats that day, I find my hunger tends to shoot through the roof suddenly or I'm craving foods. So this is why it's important to start to understand how your body works. And one of the big things that we teach is obviously self-awareness then help you get results, but then also help you learn how to like auto-regulate so you can maintain them for a long period of time. 100%. That's the importance of a check-in is because we're holding you accountable to something there. We want you to tell us how you feel. Because then you saw when you're doing the check-in, you reflect back to last week and think, oh, fucking, I didn't have much sleep last week. I feel much better this week. And guess what? I've had an extra, tra- you know, I've managed to not miss a training session because I was so sh- like tired. And that, that's what we want. We want people to learn their bodies at the same time. But you've got us in the background giving you that extra push when needed. And that's what you need. And that's what squeezes out the results. And that's how we get people results long-term in particular and do it over and over again. Is that like feedback loop of like clients saying, okay, I'm struggling this week because of X, Y, Z. And then we fix something, we change something, we keep them motivated and keep them on track. Because ultimately the number one reason people don't get results is because they're not consistent and they're not committed. And I know you're a great example of this because your clients are super committed to you is that clients don't want to let their coach down because inherently as human beings we if someone's trying to help us we don't want to look like a dick and be like oh i'm not gonna i don't don't want to eat that donut because charlie's gonna be like fuck you doing and like not that this is an adult child relationship but it does help and it does help keep people on track 100 percent. client retention for me is it means to me that i'm doing my job properly i'm giving someone enough value where they feel like they need us. And it's not depending on us where I'm drip feeding you information and you have to stay on with another six months to get the final piece of the puzzle. No, I'll give you all the information you want. You're staying with me because you like the approach that we use and you feel that together because sometimes people do these transformations and start their fat loss journeys on their own, right? They're, they're, their loved ones and partners and you know siblings are not supportive of it, right? They don't have anyone to turn to. Whereas having someone to turn to like us holds them accountable, but it also gives them someone to talk to. But 100%, they don't want to let us down at the same time because I will give someone 100% and all I ask for is the same back and be honest with me. If you want to eat that donut, that's absolutely fine. But I will make adjustments necessary within the best approach. If someone's eating a donut because, I don't know, if if they've gone on a binge because they found out some really bad news, that's fine. And what I, I would love to, and I keep reminding people is, is that we are human 
Charlie is Charlie Johnson. He's not just CJ coaching. He's Charlie Johnson. I know Charlie personally. Charlie knows me personally. I'm a normal person, right? And I just love to help people. And that's what it is. And that's what you get with us is that you get the realistic approach, but you actually get a person. We're not robots and we don't know everything, but between us, we know a bloody lot. And if we don't know something, we'll find the answer for you. And that's ultimately... Because we're realistic with everything. We know we don't know everything and we know things change along the way. And we're always open to further education towards ourselves. Like to say that you know everything is being like a dick. Like, no, you don't know everything. Like but I'm also, always it's, learning. It's physically impossible to know everything because we, we don't understand how the human body really works yet. So it's our own interpretations of that. And that's how, it, how we get people results so well is because we've been doing this for so long. It's the same example I say to people. I said to someone yesterday on the phone, I was like, okay, who would you rather work with? Would you rather work with, you're going in for heart surgery. Do you want to go work with a heart surgeon who's never done surgery before, who's just fresh out of school? Or do you want to go to a heart surgeon who's done it 10,000 times and you can do it with his like, eyes closed? Exactly. Which, which surgeon do you go to? And we're the surgeon who's done it 10,000 times because we've done, like, it's just pattern recognition over and over and over again because generally we will have seen every scenario and we know how to adapt and overcome it. Would um, it'd be scary to count out the amount of years experience we've got? I mean, I've been in the gyms for 14 years now, so have you. It's like, oof, you know, Jade's been in it for a long time as well. It's, you know, we're, we're getting old now, but I still find out like I'm starting to, it's really clicking now. That really does work. And it's like, you know, and there's nothing against new people that come into the fitness industry, but they come into the fitness industry expecting to know it all overnight. And there's no, there's no shock horror. I love teach, teaching people form and I can teach someone to deadlift squat and bench press in two minutes. Perfect. But that's because I've learned that over the years and I know what approaches to use and people often enough just try and to textbook, you know, they've almost got their book beside them thinking, right, you should be doing this now. But it's funny because when people's bodies don't work how they should work, fuck, what have you got to do then? And that is exactly the same with nutrition and training. Yeah, I agree completely. I agree completely. In that, that aspect, it's just like experience. And that's what experience gets results faster and faster and faster. So to summarize in terms of tips for the summer, I think number one, in terms of cardio, we want people to be adding it in slowly. You don't be going full on. Just be, just be more active. Like if you are seldom and you sit on your backside, move more. That's all you've got to do to start off with is move your body more. I mean, there's many, it's not just for fat loss. There's health benefits for that as well. And it's good for the bloody mind. So move your butt more. My next one would be to go on, carry on. There you go. Here. My next one would be for the nutrition would be to eat a little bit less food and better, better food choices. You know, instead of reaching for the chocolate bar, reach for a piece of fruit. Like it, it, it's just small things like that. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think again, when it comes to weight training again is talking about like better is better. Mm-hmm. And realizing you don't need to do shitloads of volume just focus on doing the right things and try and focus on doing them to the best of your ability and intensity and if you start to marry these three things together in terms of your exercise and just moving a little bit more making better food choices reducing your calories slightly and then working out a couple of times a week with the right progressive program and actually doing some intensity with it you will get results it is that simple i mean in a nutshell there for a beginner moving your body more is cardio Eating less food is a calorie deficit. Going to the gym is following a workout plan. So if you look at someone who's more advanced, that's what they're, they're the same terminology. 
But guess what? Because someone's more advanced, we don't use a different approach. We just use different names for things. Just move yourself, move your body more. Simple as that. And be like, what do you mean? Well, you know, you sit down for three hours a day at your desk. Well, every 15 minutes, I want you to do a lap around the garden. Oh, yeah, I can do that. Easy. All right, do that. All of a sudden, like, shit, I've done 10,000 steps today. Hello. You know, <laughs> so it's very, very easy. I'm quite sarcastic with my approach with things like that because it really is that easy. Like it honestly is. Do you get bills from people for getting their lawn fixed or people are doing laps? That'd be funny, wouldn't it? Um, worn, worn their shoes out because they've been walking too much. It's great for the body. Like if we live in a society again, where we can get everything at the click of our fingers and we don't have to work for nothing. We don't have to go out and do nothing. But you know what? Getting out, doing something, moving the body. And that's what it's all about. Move that bloody body. We get one body bloody look after it and train it hard because it loves to be thrashed. The body is very adaptive, right? You give it some abuse, it will recover. But you've got to give it the right fuel at the same time. You can't abuse the body with like, like alcohol and drugs and things like that and expect, and expect it to perform like a high-performance car. If you, if you give the body some abuse in the gym and you fill it with good quality food, you are going to have that supercar because that's what it is. 100%. It's as simple as that. Now, we'll wrap things up there. Now, if anyone wants to get actually get in sick shape for summer 2022 mm-hmm. with speed and certainty and not go to heart surgery if you've ever done surgery before feel free to drop uh, me a message on instagram down a message on instagram or you can hit the link below the podcast to book a free strategy call if this podcast was helpful make sure you leave us a five-star review share it to instagram stories we'll get down back on plenty more and we'll see you in the next episode very very soon